When Will Smith, my good friend, my best friend Will Smith, told us, here come the men in black, I believed the men in black were <laughs> coming. I be- I was like, here they come. A men in black actually was a little catchy. It was a little quicker, I think. That's the MIB. Uh, here come the MIBs. And, you know, I felt like that Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West, I felt like it was really wild. I felt like I was there. <laughs> I was there. I believed in the wildness of this West. Let me tell you about my family. Hey everybody, it's Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And everybody, uh, give a big wonderful, splendiferous welcome to to our Wonder Emporium. We're all in a in a whimsical Tim Burton sort of <laughs> Uh, Roll doll factory of of, of, of wonder. Dreams? This is our Megorium Wonder Emporium. Uh, <laughs> this is our uh, Imaginarium, Ooh, and we're Dr. all Carnusian? whimsical. Doctor Pershus, and we love uh, whimsical, wonderful things. Oh, this is so weird. I, I just at the moment you said that, I, I my my microphone just started smelling amazing, and I, I took a bite out of it, and I think it's ham. My microphone is ham. This Your is amazing. Bit of ham. That's so whimsical. <laughs> what a crazy weird thing to happen. It's like Willy Wonka, but for meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get that down, producers. This is the kind of wonder. This is the kind of one different splendor that we cook up in our wonder emporium. We're just so silly. <laughs> We're so oh. silly. Uh, and on top of that, we have uh, two cartoons that we watched. And we're excited to talk about them. What cartoons <laughs> did we watch, Andy? Oh, well, we watched the, the first delectable ham morsel that we ate today was Robotech Episode 5, Transformation. And then the other one that we're going to talk about uh, is the last one. Ooh, spoilers. The last one we're going to watch of Sky Surfer Strike Force, which is Episode 19, Attack of the Slither Monsters Part 2. And wow, what what shows these were this week? <laughs> what shows these were? What worlds of wonder? What true uh, uh, pinnacles of, of beautiful imagination that came up in our dreams like bubbles and 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 Gila monsters? So random. What are those doing here? Glimpy Spadorko. Oh, we're so oh, sorry, random the, too. Just, is, that, is that part of this? <laughs> we're so random. Oh, floobity boop boop. The, oh, the energy of this wonder emporium is just is just infusing me. I, I feel like I have to say everything on the top of my head. Oh. Even your dreams can be popsicles. What? <laughs> this is just coming off the top of my dome. I got. I, I can. I can shoot these out all day. Is cats or dogs now? <laughs> That's it. You heard it here first. Cats or dogs? That's. We can't fix that. It's it's, per- it's permanent, but uh, it's more fun now, and, and and more importantly, it's random and wacky. And dogs are huckleberry bushes. <laughs> Don't eat those berries. <laughs> those are dogs. Each berry is a dog. <laughs> each berry of the huckleberry tree. Huckleberries grow on trees here. And each berry is a single dog. Is the tear is the eye of a dog. <laughs> oh, God. oh wait a minute i see i see a dog now and and who's that eating the eye off of that dog huckleberry but oh it's johnny depp johnny depp's here because of course johnny, johnny depp's depp here. that hey, huckleberry boy uh, uh, no, johnny depp some... that man who can't stop eating huckleberries 
<laughs> Some sirens are going off. I think our Wonder Emporium is getting too Wonderiferous and too Splendiferous. I think we oh, no. dial it back down a or little bit. Or the fun police oh, coming, well, coming to shut us down. <laughs> thank God I have an, a, a giant novelty dial made of ham that I can turn. And there we go. We're back down to a sort of helpful, listenable podcast level. Of well, thank gosh, that, was getting, that was getting out of hand. Let's catch a ride on a soap bubble over this next rainbow to talk about our first show. I'm riding a ham because all because that's your thing. Because everything is ham for Andy. He's handy, hamdy. Let's ham right in. All right, and our fun and our fun little riverboat has now arrived at our first stop, and the riverboat is powered by powered by whistles. By whistles. <laughs> <laughs> we we're bringing the whistles back. Yeah, but they're not they're not like a person whistling. It's like it just no, a it's chorus a terrifying, of slide whistles. It, it's the sound moms make in this in this in this factory. The mom moms have to whistle. Yeah, all moms are like it's like Charlie all moms Brown are except whistles. It's just whistles. So we've arrived at Robotech episode five transformation, and if 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 you allow me to wear my serious captain's hat for a moment, I'll put the I'll put on the serious hat and turn jokes off while I read this paragraph. There'll be no jokes while I wear the serious captain's hat because oh, it goes like this: Here's Blurb having rescued for um, the fallout shelters of whatever is left of Macross Island. The citizens attempt to normalize their life aboard the giant battle fortress. Roy Foker encourages Rick to join the Robotech Defense Force, the SDF-1 crew, discover that the spacefold drive they used to make the jump has disappeared, but stumble upon an idea to transform the ship. The idea is soon tested in a battle with the Zentradi, but the renders is too much damage to Macross City. So there it is now. Yeah, I apologize if that was hard to follow, but with the serious captain's hat, uh, grammar turns into birds and flies off the page. <laughs> so I, I was left left with no, nothing but the vomit that they left behind, the detritus the birds left on the page for me to read. Oh, in, in our whimsical world, all periods move a few words into different directions, and so sentences have no meaning anymore. So yeah, time, uh, is, time is a flat Grammar is just those Harry Potter stairs. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> Grammar is Harry Potter stairs. Hey, let's talk about Robotech. Robotech had a... So this is, I think, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Uh, this, I think, is the episode that finishes our kind of uh, intro sequence for the whole sure, show. Right. I think at the I end of that. this episode, maybe we don't necessarily see status quo, but it puts us in a place at the end of this episode There's where a the show is the show. Mm-hmm. And right. Rick is like gonna join up with the army, and Mid May is pursuing her dream of being an entertainer, and the ship is full of all the civilians, and it transformed into a robot, and you know, like all the major things happened, and now we can kind of end then our way through the story. Right. Sure. And you know what? If this was another show, if this was a lesser show, not the entire events of these last five episodes, but like the the salient points would have happened in episode one. Mm-hmm. Right. It would have been this sort of inciting incident. And then Rick sees he's got to jump into action. He's got to join the defense force. And we would have lost so much of the cool stuff that we've gotten over these last five episodes to 
really fill out the world and understand the situation and get learn these characters and know the, the rules of the world and everything. And I just love that it took us this long to get here because I'm yeah. really excited now. And I, I understand so much more about what they're up against and what and who Rick is and, and what Rick is going to have to deal with to yeah. keep his journey going. Well, and it's nice that we actually gave Rick a few episodes to feel reluctant about joining the war machine. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I yeah. like I like being able to like so often in cartoons and even in like, you know, American media in our movies, like the moment of like, oh, man, is killing another person worth it is like so fast before they're like, yeah, but I got lasers, dog. Boom. And they just go right. off and they take care of it. Like I liked I liked this. And he's fighting. He's you know, we see him sort of fighting between like. A, he's not excited about killing. B, he's worried that joining the the army is going to make it so that he can't spend as much time with Minmay. And C, he really wants to fly again. But he's got to move on because she just douche chilled him tough. <laughs> <laughs> they, just spent, they just spent two weeks in teen paradise and teen kiss paradise. <laughs> Which is just a neighborhood in our magical fanciful world here. That's and just a place. Sec- we and, can he has, go. He, and he recalls, yeah. he's like, yesterday she married me. This was my this yeah. was my wife yesterday. <laughs> now she's throwing out now she's throwing out the F word. I'm done I'm done with this monster. I put my napkin on her head and made her my, my made her my space queen. <laughs> 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 oh shit. But okay, so Ugh. so what's going on here is that uh the the beginning we we see Minmei and her aunt and uncle are uh prepping to reopen their Chinese restaurant here on on Macross on the on SDF1. And And the only way you know it's a Chinese restaurant is that Minmei has to put on her Chinese clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise they just say the word restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um well, actually, just before that, though, before that happened, there is a important detail that we first see her working on the on the her family's place while singing the Here Comes the Bride wedding music. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is humming that under her breath. Yep. Um, which was probably probably an American decision. Uh-huh. I, right? I think, I, well, I, yeah, I guess it's the only place the song is. But I, I guess there, there could be some sort of traditional betrothal song. I didn't look up if they if Japan has like a song that goes to weddings. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because either that or or it's the American dub trying to sort of propagate that she's she's boy crazy. Yeah, I think that's a really smart, a really smart addition, though, because of, you know, because she she says, oh, Rick, he's just my friend. And because they're they they've gone back to the real world where they're awkward teens, uh, it's it's nice to see how they how she reacts when nobody's looking. Well, yeah. and it feels like that their feelings are complicated. I really like that they haven't painted it just like, well, I know I don't like Rick or like, oh, I love Rick. And Rick is like, I I don't I mean I think I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, and I'd like it again, but like they're they're they feel like people that have confused feelings yeah yeah and that's nice that's nice and, after this like horrific event and and mm-hmm. this trauma that they're they're they don't have these neat perceptions of of everything after that i think the thing that i was thinking the most uh while watching their interactions is that uh more so than most cartoons that i can think of these teens were acting 
uh, like I remember being, you know, a believably teen teenaged. Active. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a great moment later on because obviously, yeah, Rory said it earlier. Minmay says to some random soldiers at a restaurant, like who are who are real thirsty for like juicy goss on their on their whole like two weeks down in teen paradise. They're like, oh come on, you didn't even like you didn't fall in love or anything. (laughs) You guys, did you guys get it on? She's like, no, he was just a friend. And Rick overhears that, and so he's like totally overthinking it. And there's a great moment later where he's talking to Roy, and he's really. Uh, upset that he has to ask for help. Like you can tell that he really hates seeming like a kid and seeming like he doesn't know things, but being like, dude, I don't understand girls. Like are girls, do they just change their mind? Like, is this a thing? And like, it was cool. I like that. But also for Roy, you know, any port in the storm will do. He he tells Rick (laughs) to go. That's true. Go find another, go find another, go find another, uh, Port. Another <laughs> <laughs> port to go storm off to. But uh, but yeah, they're they're messy. They're not they're not optimally interacting. And Rick, for his part, is being a real goddamn gloomy Gus about it. Like he could just right. ask her. He could just talk to her in any way. But you know, I mean, you could say the same thing about her to some degree. But like he is being, he spends the whole episode just a real like. I think we can give him a little bit, a little bit of points because he did hear her literally say, "Who, yeah. Rick? No, the guy I have no interest in at all." Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, to some sort of beautiful sailor. The fact that he, and the fact that he didn't think, "Oh, well, I guess that means I need to just try harder," is kind of refreshing. Yeah, that's well, true. He's also a a pilot in the air. You know, that's his identity and his ship. Not only is his plane busted, but he's not in the air anymore. He's fl- yeah. he's floating in space in a in a giant spaceship and he doesn't have a purpose anymore. It doesn't sound like there were any girls in the circus. He he's this is this is brand new territory. Yeah, right. Entirely in the airplane, so, in the airplane circus. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Are you crazy? We don't allow women in airplane circus. <laughs> Uh, but but we see other people finding their place naturally. Like we see May uh, Min May, they open their restaurant again, and she's like, he's easily able to do that again, and which is a really cool thread, I think. Which is just finding that normalness after war and and recovering from war and trying to carry on and trying to rebuild. Yeah, and uh, it's really cool the way that people in Macross City have just done that, just. Right away, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, the restaurant's open again! Cool!" And yeah, you just keep seeing that human element in the forefront, which is I, I just keep loving that. Um, and so, so she's got her place, and she's got like a singing competition he wants to go to, and Rick just like doesn't have his thing. Yeah, she's uh she's up for she's in the like preliminary round, preliminary finals for uh the Miss Macross competition. Uh, so she gets, which to... I was a little, so I guess this was a thing that happened before the, the invasion. Right. Yeah. She qualified mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Still seems a little odd. They expect that to go forward, but <laughs> yeah. Although... And I think, I think that's part of the, the, what Austin was talking about though, right? Is that they're all, they're all really anxious to get back to some kind of normal, even no, if that I get, I just figured an ev- like a, an event scheduled on, on earth would sort of they'd have to to do if they wanted normalcy they just would do a new thing yeah delayed due to weather (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, I remember when we were covering Sailor Moon, there were times when we felt like there were changes made in the English dub that they realized they had fucked up and they had to go <laughs> back and fix. I had to commit to a totally it, digit. It yeah. led to a plot problem. And I think we had the issue where May ran back, Min May ran back into the city because she left her diary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she says in this episode that she ran back because it was her letter that mm-hmm. had, in you know, given her the nomination or the invite to Miss Macross. <laughs> Is and that what you... Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it definitely feels like a, oops, we weren't thinking. I'm pretty sure this whole... Right, it was like Robotech if she said dub... letters, my letters or something, and she ran <laughs> yeah. back and they're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Let's say something different. What would a girl like to do? <laughs> what do <a> small girls <laughs> do? Uh... Yeah, I mean, this, to my knowledge, uh, Carl Masick and his team put this dub together in, like, no time. It was... Mm. Uh, there, now, there I was forget, th- we we don't see her actually get her diary or letters at all, right? In that first episode or second? No. No. They, they should have just said dog. They're, if you're going to lie, make it something <laughs> believable. Yeah. Oh, well, in this wacky, wacky world, all dogs have turned to cinnamon. <laughs> Cats are dogs and dogs are cinnamon. <laughs> and then that cinnamon has become a huckleberry butt. And they're all on the huckleberry butt. <laughs> Get away from there, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp can't keep his hands off the huckleberries. <laughs> He's just so hungry. <laughs> we don't let hungry him eat anymore. That's probably why. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, aside from the the love plot going on or, you know, love question mark plot. The other thing that is the big part of this episode and the namesake of the episode is that they have to transform the whole ship, the whole SDF one, all of the super dimensional fortress Macross into a robot, like a big humanoid robot, (laughs) because apparently it's the only way they can fire their main gun and they get into some real shit. Uh, But what I thought, again, is a really cool touch, which is very, very like what they've been doing the last few episodes, is that like in any other show, they just transform. In this one, they address the fact that moving parts of the ship to become other parts of the ship would destroy the whole city we just made. Like, buildings fucking fall apart as things turn into giant legs for fun, right? This (laughs) is so messy in such a great way. (laughs) Made me think of that. Uh, I think there's a, it's like a Perry Bible Fellowship comic about you know like a, a thing about the Transformers and like someone is in the oh right and gets smushed. Like, yeah, like, like they in do the, that it, in uh, uh, Clerks the animated series too. They oh, have like they? a transforming guys are in a car and then the car transforms into a transformer <laughs> and there's blood that just squirts out of all the all the windows when it transforms. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like that, but on a giant scale. It's like, fuck, mm-hmm. we just spent all this time putting our city back together. And and for to Global's credit, Ca- uh, Captain Global is, like, really reticent to do it. Like, he waits as yeah. long as he possibly can because he's like, I don't want to I don't want to upend these people's lives again. Yeah. Just so that we can turn ourselves into a robot. Well, <laughs> and they don't entirely know what it's going to do either. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's super unknown. There's like some German guy who's explaining that the ship is going to transform a little bit. And they're like, I don't I'm afraid what that means. <laughs> and naturally, yeah, they, they hold off until the Zentradi actually attack and are really giving it to them. Uh, the, the transformation takes a surprise. And they, they really dedicate a lot of time to it. They really linger on it. And we see the destruction it's doing to the, you know, the inner workings of the of the SDF one. Dude, it's brutal. Yeah, it's 
it's brutal. We see whole like a hole opens up in in space, like in the wall of, and you see like a neighborhood and buildings and trees and everything are just getting like sucked out. Yeah. So that it can become a fucking Gundam. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, we ruin a lot of of lives. On the other hand, this robot is sick. So, you know, I get it. Dude, Um, that main gun does slap. It's, (laughs) it's very powerful. It gets Uh, the job done. (laughs) And we, we, we see a little bit, we, we missed them last episode, but we see, we see a little bit of the Zentradi again and they're, they're mostly just confused. Like they still really don't have a handle on why any of this stuff is happening. Like, why aren't they firing their main gun? What is going on? Why did they do that fold? Like, like they're, they're attributing, uh, planning and skill to what is actually just the humans really not knowing what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> right. And, they're so and I, devious. Yeah. And I kind of <laughs> like that angle too. I love uh, that. Now, Andy, can you explain this Micronian thing that gets talked about from the Zentradi? Uh, I kind of can. Um, <laughs> the, it's, it's bad. I, I will tell you that this is one of the places where the dub is just failing a little bit. Okay. They they're really they're really trying to 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 cover up other conversations with new ones and the Micronians to my knowledge are just what they call humans. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's another thing that you'll see in a couple episodes I think that also is how they were like I don't know. I'm 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 talking in circles. Essentially, I don't want to spoil something. Sure. Okay. Well, could it could it be also that, you know, as things get smaller the uh their interest in differentiate them, differentiating them, you know, also shrinks. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just yeah. a bug. It's just it's a, a bunch of fucking micronians. So to explain that what happens in the show is that they have this discussion where they're looking at the Zentradi, the evil big people in the ships are looking at footage of humans getting wiped out um, in Macross City back when they were on Earth. And mm-hmm. they notice the size of these people and they're shocked, actually. Like, wait, did you see that they're actually they're Micronians? Yeah. Wait, these little people on Earth are Micronians. Like, this is a thing they knew about before, even though they talked about Micronians being on Earth in episode one. Yeah. And so, that's, yeah, that's bad dubbing. But uh, they, they mentioned that there's some sort of weird legend. What legend? It presented a warning to the Zentradis to keep our hands off any Micronian planet. Hmm. And I guess yeah, that's enough. That part. It's enough for them to be like. All right, well, let's get away from Earth then. But keep an <laughs> well, eye on the ship. That's pretty spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you on that. I think it's just some sort of weird uh, dub invention that never really comes up again. Okay, okay. I was going to ask, how does it normalize? But you're saying both of these things just kind of drift off? The Micronian thing stays, but the legend doesn't matter at all. Oh, uh, okay. So going forward, we should think what? That they knew Earth was Micronian or they didn't know Earth was Micronian? That they didn't. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Um, Mm -hmm. There is another there's the other aspect of seeing the the this like defense force really getting off the ground with our boy Roy. And uh, there's an aircraft carrier that's connected to the SDF one now. And right. Because they talked about that last episode. Yeah. Yeah. They like they they these are just aircraft carriers that presumably used to be like in the water, like normal aircraft carriers. But since they were floating in space, they were like, well, let's get those and like right, bring them up right. alongside. That is a that is a, um, a piece that I didn't quite catch. And it, it 
it forms a lot of how I was watching it because Roy shows Rick this like aircraft carrier and the, 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 this spaceship they're on is already so huge and it's generally flat when it's not in, uh, in robot form <laughs> in person yeah. mode yeah in person mode rick's surprise that they could launch ships from the top of the ship seemed a little silly to me I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah of I, course i think mainly mainly it's that rick is used to normal planes and that's what he grew up flying and yeah. the veritech the veritech fighters are like crazy planes and he's surprised that they can maneuver so well in space uh, yeah because so he, he doesn't brings know this up he brings this up which is totally something i think most shows wouldn't even worry about do, yeah. where he's like how do these planes fly in, fly in space because these are basically look like f-14s <laughs> that are just like tooling around and you know around pluto yeah. you know and, and they they go to the the trouble to like explain why that's happening not just like rule of cool but it's like well dude these veritech fighters have like these cool blasters and this technology from space and uh that's all that's all we need I mean, it's more than we needed. It's just, yeah. again, surprising <laughs> and great. And it's like, cool, yeah, we're super on board. These jets are flying around space. We got them. Although, speaking of, like, maneuverability and aerodynamics of ships, when the Zentradi oh, attack... Did you get... Did, 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 did Andy transfer his PhD to you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, in this world, I have Andy's PhDs. <laughs> oh, that's so uh, weird and random. Yeah, you wouldn't know because you're dumb now. <laughs> uh, when the Zentradi fire their enemy ships at the SDF-1, there's still these like walker pods that have legs. And oh. they're very silly looking to see them just kind of like <laughs> aimlessly firing out into space. Like it looks like they're just throwing rocks at a ship. Yeah. And, you know. Is that, that their like default enemy fighter? Are these like bipedal walker things just sort of tumbling around in them. space? It's certainly one of them. They have <laughs> others, <laughs> but it does kind of speak to the Zentradi's larger larger strategy, which is like we're all clones made for war. So what's what's death? Ooh, Throw spoiler. more men at it. No, the clones. the uh, the narrator said it in episode one. Like an army of warrior clones or some whatever. I don't know, the narrator needs to do a better job of hiding his spoilers until later. <laughs> he totally no, gave it, that away in the first episode. But no, you can tell like their their whole attitude is not like, oh, we got to save our troops. It's like throw no, more true. people. <laughs> yeah. Support the troops. Support the troops. So the whole the whole episode ends. They've transformed. They shoot everybody. Like really triumphant Robotech theme plays as countless Zentradi die, and uh, Rick and Minmay had been kind of having a little fight because Minmay is like, "You should just join up in the, you know, the defense force so you can fly again." And he's like, "I'm butthurt." Yeah, she wants and... him to go off to war real bad. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's horny for pilots. I think we know that. <laughs> I think we got to know that at this point. Like, she's really. I think she's really into the idea of maybe potentially dating someone who's in a uniform. Um. Mm -hmm. But I get it. She, yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, the first time they were on a plane together, she gave she gave him her lap. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she presented the. <laughs> Look, she wants a sky hunk. She wants a hunk. What can I say? <laughs> don't we all? No, don't we all? Just wanna, don't hunk. we all just want a double bunk in an airplane? <laughs> double, double bunk, bunk with a sky hunk. hunk? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, but Rick de Rick decides he changes his mind after everything sort of like explodes and and he's like, damn it, you know what? You're right. 
I'm going to join. This is stupid. And that's kind of where we're that's where we're left. Yeah. We don't know if the restaurant has been destroyed. Uh, the outro, the outro of this episode bleeds into the next time on, uh, yeah. which I only bring up because I, I I caught wind that they are in the next episode. They're they're over by Saturn or approaching Saturn. Mm-hmm. And I just like that that presents. There's just a really clear progression. Well, we everybody knows the planets. So yeah. we know that they're going back to right. Earth and we know how far away from Earth they are. And I think mm-hmm. that works really well to kind of ground right. the ground the action. Because like in other Lost in Space shows, they're kind of usually there's no signs posts for the audience to like. They're in the galaxy of Limbo now. They're, they're, just they're, they're in a goofy <laughs> galaxy and there's we have no idea how close or, or far they are from, from getting to their destination at any given time. Right. Traveling that through is cool. our solar system back to Earth, I feel like, has a lot of... A lot of gravitas that I haven't seen used in this style of show. Yeah. Yeah, it's got those like really tangible signposts. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That's really cool. Austin, my boy. My sweet yes. boy. Please. <laughs> yes, Andy. And you're my father. <laughs> I know, I know how much, you know, as your father, I know that you as a small boy really like stuffed toys. Is that I do. That's correct, right? I, I do. Yeah. I'm a good father. I know everything that you like, and I'm, I participate in your life. And so I've gotten you uh, a new toy, and I know that you love it so much that you want to tell everyone about it and help them pay us money. So please tell everyone about Bully Me Elmo. Bully Me Elmo. Okay. I can't wait to tell you about this. <laughs> this is a fantastic toy. You know the Build-A-Bear workshop where you yes. go to the mall and you go to this this workshop and you build a bear? Uh, well, so I built... Bully Me Elmo at, at a very new kind of store. Um, and this is the Build a Bully Workshop. And uh, where, here's the thing, you, the bully you're building isn't a toy. You are the bully. You are the bully being built at this store in the mall. Um, it's like the and prisoner the, the toys, The toys that you get are the are your, your test victims. So um, I built a very bullyable Elmo. Um you know, it looked different. It, you know, had sort of a funnier voice and had shitty you know, hobbies. Just, yeah, bad hobbies and and generally just sort of a, a, a yucky smell. And <laughs> and it was very made it very easy to bully this Elmo. Um, <laughs> and it was building. It was developing me as just a better bully because I just such a bad bully. And my parents used to make fun of me for it. Yes, we uh, did for being a terrible bully. Um, and all the kids at school were like, oh, you're never going to be a good bully. And so I have been. Did you, taking... go, to the, did you go to an anime school for bullies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to the bully, the, the new American Bully Institute. And I just barely got in uh, by sort of a technicality. And so I just never felt like I was I was going to live up to uh, the very big, you know, top high seed bullies in the school um, that always compete in the annual student bully competition the tournament um, so I've been I've been really trying to bully this Elmo um, at the build a bully workshop and really build myself into a much better bully so what do the bullies recommended... think about you having your practice bully well I don't know Rory you tell me stink nuts you can chew my balls I'd say it's working thanks bully me Elmo you idiot (laughs) wow I'm so intimidated by you
Oh, welcome back. And I, I, oh, it seems I've turned into a living bottle of champagne. Pop my cork. Pop me. Shake me up and spray me all over. I'll use my unicorn horn to pop your cork. Oh, oh. Oh, there and it here is. I what's, come, what's, the hummingbird. Here I come, hummingbird, <laughs> to sip of your sweetest juices. Oh man, well, you're a humming. You're, you're part to hummingbird, but part, part part bee. You got you got the top half of a hummingbird and the bottom half of a bee. You got those bees' knees. Ooh, These, they're very cute. Oh, we're God, so, we're a, so much is, fun. This is the worst. You guys are having so knees. much fun. It's, everything is so much fun. And this is Sky Surfers. Sky Surfers. Sky Surfers. Sky Surfers. Sky Surfers. Oh, no. Oh, no. The gyroscope in Andy's throat. <laughs> Andy, did you steal fizzy a... lifting drinks? <laughs> no. 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 This is Sky Surfers Strike Force, episode 19. It's Attack of the Slither Monsters, part two. And here is the synopsis. Cybron has teamed up with the subterranean creatures. To that end, the Strike Force bands together with underworld rebels. To save the world, Cybron's biological spawns of the Slither Monsters, totally mechanized and armed to the teeth, must be destroyed. Well, the grammar left something to be uh, desired in that summary, but uh, I think you get the point. Cybron's you know, got when they big robo worms. Biological spawns, totally mechanized. I don't think those two things. <laughs> work no, no 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 because they are partly metal and partly real oh, okay okay but they're totally mechanized you can't just say words <laughs> <laughs> no totally in that like 80s 90s like totally kind of oh, way Oh, totally mechanized okay yeah yeah uh what do these things look like these things these these <laughs> robot worms kind of look like the alien queen from Alien with the mouth inside of a mouth, and then with yeah. the color scheme of a McDonald's cup in the 90s. <laughs> and they, uh, oh. let's see, they've got giant laser pupils that attach to either side of their head, and then out of their mouth they can spew fireballs, like some sort of contra boss. Like, it's really intense. They've, they've, can you they explain the logistics? These. Can you explain the logistics of having a smaller mouth inside of your regular mouth? Because it seems like you're downgrading a little bit. I think it's yeah. a real thing in some animals. They've got the double mouth, and they, it's like a chew. I don't know. I don't have the PhD in this in this universe. Well, I do. I, just I don't do. feel like I went that to, makes you bite better. T- you just have less teeth now. <laughs> I went to Tongue Academy, and it's Uh-oh, just as tongues. just that as your anime as you kissing school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I gotta tell you, just do, uh, imagine hundred mouth push-ups every <laughs> every week. <laughs> oh, come on, coach. <laughs> Kiss me a hundred more. Uh, <laughs> I, I just imagine your tongue. Okay, imagine it. Now imagine eating separately, and now imagine your tongue is the one doing the eating. Isn't that kind of fun? And leaves your mouth for talking. Yeah, the... you can multitask. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's talk about. We have some people to talk about in this episode. We've got we've got to talk about Dark Storm. Yes, we do. <laughs> we've got to talk about. Um, you know, so to recap a little bit from part one, which we saw last week, we have uh, Dargon from yeah. Netheron. We thought it was Darkon, but no, it's Dargon. I wish I, I, I wish it was Dark and they were just like, I'm Darkon and my the bad guy is Dark Storm. <laughs> yeah. They were just dark, dark, dark. <laughs> There's no sun down here. All our names start like that. <laughs> Do you get it yet? Do you get our deal? (laughs) 
yeah, Dargon is from Netheron, and he teams up with Cybron, and yep. they have the Slee the Monsters, and they're going to destroy the world and take over the world, I guess. And and, and those monsters that we talked about that Cybron created, like the extra robo-worms, Cybron specifically has called them cyberworms, uh, which I think is a term that I wanted to make sure was said out loud. Cyberworms. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. there's that. Um. And so then there are other cave people that are rebels, and we we are left in the middle of an action sequence for the end of part one. And part two, they continue that action sequence attacking these worms, and they the day is saved by a fully mechanized worm, uh, but not the ones that were just created. This is a different, like, robot worm. That's a different <laughs> robot worm uh, that is piloted by... Dark Storm of the Underfighters. Okay. They, we <laughs> we the cannot blow past this. I, I think that is maybe the least effort I've heard put into a world building <laughs> name. Like, where are they? Well, they're underground. And I guess, you know, they fight. <laughs> they fight stuff. <laughs> so they're the Underfighters. Yeah, I, and his cool. name is Dark Storm. And they have a funny, they have a funny exchange though, where uh, is Dark Storm a couple times this episode spits some true wisdom. He hits him with some truth bombs. <laughs> yeah, he's a um, cave Dracula, by the way. He looks he like a, cave Dracula. He doesn't look, does look like cave Dracula. But I thought that uh, I thought that the Sky Surfers had a, had a pretty fun response. So, so uh, our boy Sky Surfer one after after their fight calls calls Dark Storm friend. And Darkstorm did not care for that. He says, you know, friend is a title earned through your actions, not just something you throw around like that. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, hella true. And then, ja- <laughs> but Sky Super 1 really goes like, all right, well, uh, you saved us. So you're my friend. You did an action and I'm appreciating <laughs> it. <laughs> that was a good response, too. Well, yeah. and then and to Darkstorm that, has to be like, like yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he basically is like, yeah, all right, good point. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he, he comes in so menacing and then his rebuttal is like, yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, so we yeah. So then from there we cut over to Cybron stuffing worms in a tube and and squirting Burger King liquid into the yeah, tube. Yeah, you thought that too. I literally wrote down <laughs> he he injects ketchup, mustard, and relish into a snake tube. <laughs> like yeah, it's like uh, a swirling helix of ketchup, mustard, and relish, and it is it is really appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> sort of a Burger King Santorum, if you will. Oh, I won't. <laughs> I really won't. I wish that you'd never done that. The, you know the the af- the byproducts of burger. <laughs> Don't do it. <coughs> oh fuck! Uh, but so that they make makes their those cyber worms. worms. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I, I bet they taste really good. Yeah, uh, and they they start like chewing apart the world. Um, and the only way to stop it, Jack thinks our boy Jack uh, is to use the VR goggles introduced in episode one. That his dad, my dad, my dad, my dad <laughs> was working on that would tap into the cyber brain that Cybron uses. So this way he could listen to Cybron's thoughts. So they just need to weld it enough until it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit that with a blowtorch until we, you know, science. Um, right. I do. I do think it's kind of fun. I don't know that I would have ever expected this show to reincorporate an idea. No. Right? 
this this show seems like the kind of thing that you know just wrote episodes you know they could have given them off to freelancers like who cares just these are the characters this is some of their catchphrases and just like throw them at a bad guy but the idea that they actually are reminded reminding us of episode one and this vr helmet and trying to like maybe draw a couple plot points together is a lot more than i expected well here here's what i think is why they did that is because this is season two, episode 19. They knew at this point, probably that they weren't getting picked up again. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Their, their theme song was a disaster. Their new theme. It was like, <laughs> this show was not really going anywhere. And I think this was their attempt. They had a two parter. I think this was their attempt to sort of give it a meaningful uh, sort of feeling of a epic conclusion without yeah. being a conclusion. I don't remember if this is the last episode of the season or not. not no, quite. it's um, kind of mid-season. Not quite. But it still has this um this feeling of of they try to put more weight onto it. Yeah. by uh by bringing in this Cybron thing. Instead of just fighting the apparent threat as they were able to, they they kind of went back to the well here to try to give it a little more gravitas <laughs> if that's even possible in the Sky Surfer Strike Force. <laughs> But uh, I think I think that's what they were doing here. I think we, I think we need to hear play a clip of 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 Jack in, in invading Cybron's brain. It's, it's oh a, man, it's pretty wild. What is it, Father? I don't know. My security sensor is picking up a signal. Oh, Sky Surfer, he's reading my mind. I must stop him. Are you alright, Jack? He knows that I know. Our minds are late. In battle. It's good. And like they actually they give Cybron a second to to kind of act a little. Uh he phones it in again later. Like there's some pretty bad lines he delivers. But in this moment, he's like, like, you know, I felt like he was fighting off a mental invasion. It was kind of sure. kind of good. And uh yeah. and you know, it's it, we just keep cutting back and forth to Cybron and Jack just holding their heads and groaning. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, so it cuts it cuts over to uh, down in the in the in the Nether Realm in the Darkon space. We've got two of our Sky Surfers down there. Yeah, they're going after to steal Darkon's Dargon's plans so that they know what his deal is. <laughs> <laughs> And sore loser who continues to only be ever referred to as loser. Yeah, it's and, so uncomfortable. And uh, and uh, crazy stunts. <laughs> crazy stunts. Crazy stunts. Uh, he has a coin in his crotch. We can't. He takes a coin out of his underwear and says, <laughs> "Call it heads or that. tails." Now, I think so. Here's here's the weird part. So then he says, "Call it." It's a trick coin. Yeah. But he does say, "Call it." It could it couldn't transform into a two tailed one if he's if <laughs> right. It's a two headed coin. Said heads. Do you think so, Sore Loser just doesn't understand the concept of a trick <laughs> coin? Like like maybe he doesn't get how this is supposed to work. He's just <laughs> like, forced. Yeah, he's just forced into a still a fifty percent scenario that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. If, you, if you've got a double headed coin and you let the other person call it, like this is just ruining everything. Loser, do you get it? The, loser, what a what a loser. But they're competing for who gets to go on the suicide mission. Right. (laughs) Uh, Once again, can I pour one out for Air Enforcer who just has no character and nothing to do or say? None. He does nothing. nothing. He doesn't even barely do Air Enforcing. Right. Like, I think at one point he says, Enough talk. 
It's time to fight. <laughs> and like, that's okay. Cool. That's all he's uh, got. It's it's such a shame. We just get nothing from him. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, there's, uh, a, there's a detail that I forgot. We need to talk about real fast. Is that the the way that the the mind intrusion ends? Is that Cybron's yeah. daughter Serena? I guess just flips his off switch. Yeah, she, yeah. Uh, she has to turn him off before. Does turn, he just turn have... off the turn off the artificial intelligence? And so she does, and they sort of put him in a coma. Like maybe that's important to know that he's like on his neck, probably easily accessible, is just a Cybron yeah. go to sleep switch. Like that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> like you shouldn't have that. That's another question I have about Cybron where at some point later in the episode, the Bioborgs are in a helicopter and they're talking about how like, Oh, we can't disobey an order from Cybron. He's got the power to destroy us. If we disobey him, like does he, I started to lose what? track of what was going on. Once the nonsense started, well, we get a... but like does uh-huh. Cybron have any power? Like yeah. what does what Cybron do? do actually? What, I what know can what he mean. actually yeah, do? That's a good point. I mean, he made them. Maybe maybe he's got like a kill switch on all the Borgs, you know? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I just, I want to see him in the fray. That would feel really special to see him actually... Turn like, into Munstar? Yeah, turn into Munstar. <laughs> and be Fly, be fly down? Because he, he's intimidating. He's a he very is. tall, silly-looking monster. And I suppose in fairness to him, we have not seen every episode, but it doesn't seem like that's the pattern of him coming into the battle and... Right Throwing down with his boy. Yeah. So once they know that his mind is trying to be invaded, uh, Serena, they they sleep Cybron, and then she issues fake commands into his brain. I really like um, this. She she uses like because he is a robot, so his voice is uh ro- you know is replicated. Yeah. It's not coming from a real voice box. So she just uses a microphone to pretend to use his voice to pretend to be thinking his thoughts. I yeah, thought it was and- actually a really cool idea. Mm. Yeah, it, it, and they get to send credit where credit fake, is due. Fake intel. It was silly to watch, yeah. and I and and the and that wasn't lost to me either. Like it was comedic, but it was a you know it, it's not the first time uh, I thought that they have really fully thought of the wackiness that they've introduced. Uh, whether mm-hmm. that's trying to interrogate the holograms, right? Yeah, playing <laughs> they sometimes play by their own rules. Yeah. Uh. So, but uh, what other, the other thing that happens is that sore loser has been captured. Which um, so I was going to mention him and Crazy Stunts have their have their little battle over who gets to go on, on a suicide mission, and they, they they both talk about it pretty glibly. Like, was well, there any other kind? Uh, yeah. And then, t- yes. to the credit of where the he is immediately captured, it was definitely a suicide mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was um, a bad plan. But he has a fun little fight where uh, he holds up his boomerang to throw it, and it gets shot. And he looks like his own child has been murdered in front of his eyes. <laughs> yeah, because not my boomerang. boomerang. <laughs> That's my one thing. <laughs> and, now I am you know, just a loser. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, this this sets up our like mid mid episode set piece where sore loser has been kidnapped, and the sky surfers kind of they they use some whatever to find out where he is, and. Serena's kind of torturing him. Not really, but she's going to lower him into a pit with a scary worm. She's going to do the villain, like, slowly have him killed on a conveyor belt. Yeah. 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 
and they think the skyscrapers think that it's that it's not guarded very well but like that's the fake intel and so when they get there and like all the bio bioborgs are there it's like oh no and they have a big huge fight but the next sequence of events <laughs> raises some serious question marks for me uh vis-a-vis yeah. Sky sort of sacrificing himself and Serena being in love with him all of a sudden I again. Re- and... Well, I really enjoy their weird dalliance. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's so much more interesting than just him getting to be the top boy with the top girl of the team. Mm-hmm. The fact that him and Serena have this weird, this weird attraction to each other. This is the, th- yeah. the third episode we've watched where they they kind of exhibit. Totally, yeah, Love, loving emotions. They can't emotions. get enough of each other's must. Can't get enough of each other. They can't stop doing mouth push-ups on each other. <laughs> so, uh, so Sky goes in and rescues Sore Loser, but in the process, they sort of fall down into this pit, and Serena falls down there too. Sore, uh, Sore, so, just call him Sore. That's so weird. I hate these names. Um, Sore gets out of there. Loser, Loser gets out of there. Either God, either way. God, so you, you could just call him Brad. <laughs> right? <laughs> SL. Everyone um, on the Sky Servers is Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad gets out and leaves Brad behind. Um, but uh, so they all think that immediately once the door seals that they're just dead. That Serena and, and Jack are dead um, in this pit. And what happens is... He gets injured in the arm and suddenly she just like she was just about to kill him. And then she's suddenly way, way in it for him. Just <laughs> full nurture instantly. Yeah. like, oh, oh, my God, you're hurt. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you cared. You just like, you were just trying to murder me a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really track. But I like I, I agree with Rory. Like, I like that the dynamic is there. I just wish it made more sense. <laughs> yeah. So they, they take out the worm, I guess, or they escape. Oh, um, and and fucking uh, Jack's, Jack is like, you like your meals hot and spicy? Taste this. And then he hits the worm <laughs> with a fire sword. Like, I guess because worms famously like spicy food, maybe. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's, don't it's, think it's about it too much. <laughs> yet another example of puns that aren't puns. No. Uh, here, here's my biggest issue though, is that while this is happening and people think that Sky's dead and they're like, we'll avenge you Sky. And they look at a screen of the chaos that is now unleashed upon the world. These robot worms that are attacking, uh, the screen they're looking at is like a movie subtitle that says Los Angeles, California. Like they're watching this on a TV screen that has like a, a movie subtitle, like a location subtitle. (laughs) Um, and they are just going to town on these buildings. They're causing, you know, horrible, horrible devastation. And, uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, Jack and Serena are like, they, they free each other. And he says, consider us even, but like, he, yeah, he tells her to go home to her dad yeah, and that they're even like, even she just, <laughs> She just like co-conspired. It's like it's like talking to Osama bin Laden's hot daughter who like helped plan the attack while like 11 9-11s are happening in in Los Angeles. And he's like, no, we're cool. Like, no, you're not. Jesus. They're not even. 
My favorite moment of the episode is when Cybron is informed that his daughter is dead. Because we got to drop it in because it is the most lackluster no that I've ever heard anyone give. He's just like, no. Maybe it's lackluster because it's literally Chronozoid who delivers the news and he does not say anything about, hey, maybe go back in time. It's, yeah, it's Chronozoid. It's Chronozoid. It's the guy who can literally travel back in time with no restrictions, <laughs> saying that his daughter just died. <laughs> so, you just, so you just think, oh, we'll take care of it later. No. Oh, uh, no. Oh, oh dang. Honestly, I, I had forgotten because I don't think we've really if, if Chronozoid speaks the first time we see him, he only has, you know, just a line or two. Yeah, I liked his voice a lot. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 It's it's kind of it, it, it rides a line between like not quite robotic, but definitely yeah. still like a like a gravelly kind of dude voice. I, I, I agree. I like it. So that sets us up for the conclusion where all the sky surfers go out into L.A. and fight off the robo worms. And there's not Cyber really that worms. much. The cyber worms. Thank you. That's very important. Um, almost said robo worms like an idiot. Uh, they're they're fighting off the the cyber worms, and not, there's nothing really much to write home about. There is a moment where I th- it's sore loser again, and he takes control oh. of one of these worms, and he tees up his own joke. He says, "Trouble? Who you gonna call? Board Busters." Just with nobody around, <laughs> he's just sitting there by himself, asking his own questions and it's answering like, them with his own. It's like telling yourself a knock-knock joke. Yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? This he's practicing so, his tight five in a worm cockpit. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this hap- I feel like this could ha- this happened in, in the. I forgot to bring it up last episode where you could just hear the crickets after these lines are delivered that just. <laughs> that just tank these, <laughs> these weird jokes like they'll say something this like half joke and then there'll be a line two seconds later like enough of the jokes <sighs> yeah oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> boy i mean well, yeah what else is there to say i mean that's i mean that's the episode do we do we want to like recap this sh- i mean do we want to <laughs> sort of send a, a farewell to the show like what do we give think it, give in general? A- yeah, we haven't done a Viking funeral in a while. Right, like a final, any sort of final thoughts on this whole thing? Now that we've seen five episodes of Sky Surfers? <laughs> uh, five was about, five Five sated me. I, I think yeah. six would have been pushing it. I'm happy with five. Oh, um, how many, it's just like a good amount of eyes too. <laughs> the <bird. laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. I had a good time with it. It's a goofball. It's um, it's it's nonsense, but it's it's entertaining enough nonsense. You know what? That's the thing. It's reliable nonsense. Yeah, and I think that works yeah. really well for our show. And I think any time down the line, we could see let's let's do the episode where they time travel or something, and like, uh-huh. you know, where they go to the eighteen hundreds or something, and like <laughs> we're gonna have a good time. We know yeah. that no matter what we kind of put on a blindfold and pick at it's gonna be like worth talking about and i can't i can't say that for most of the shows we've done sure that's true for me i feel like this show all all that are i I, we we are watching 
as a part of this podcast, a lot of really bad content. We know it's bad when we walk in. And so we already have like lowered expectations for a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. I What I ask for a show that we watch on this podcast is that it's memorable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, that's what I, that's the content. That's the part that I'm most interested in. And I feel like Absolutely. Sky Surfers is really close. It's really close to being something memorable. And the only thing that it was really, really missing was like more character details. Like to this yeah. moment, like we watched five episodes. I still, aside from the like weird, almost romance that's happening, I still don't know how any of our main characters feel about the other. Right. Yeah. Like they're, they're yeah. a team, but there's no team dynamic. No. Like there's, there's not, there's not any of, there, there's all that first step of like writing a couple little catchphrasey type things. And there's none of even the second step, which is, which is as far as you almost only need to go for an 80s show and they don't go there enough. Cause like, let's so. look at Silverhawks. We have with the Silverhawks, we have a pilot. You know, we have Bluegrass, who is kind of takes on a pilot role. We have the Copper Kid, who's younger and and only talks and beat boobs. <laughs> and then, you know, and then we've got, uh, you know, the other characters that I'm already forgetting because they weren't as cool. Steel Heart and Steel Will. Yeah, the, the, right. the fuck twins. Right. But even <laughs> then they have a dynamic, you know. And then and, main and, guy, um, Quicksilver. Main guy, right? Quicksilver. But like all that said. Um, you know, there's a team dynamic there that's sort of inherent to their character design and to the makeup of the team. With Sky Surfers, they're all on this on essentially the same boards. Mm-hmm. You know, the only difference is kind of their weapon types and their character design. But- <laughs> and I'll talk. There's a certain like cherry on top. To the, they have such an unclear idea of what makes the show cool. Uh, sky surfing on like sky surfboards is pretty cool, I, and turning mm-hmm. them into cars is less cool. And wa- <laughs> watching them right. drive their cars and in, instead of be on surfboards is just, <laughs> just stupid. Especially when yeah, the cars are their still, sky surfboards. It's still it's, an incubation. Like you know, I guess it never. Supposed, yeah, it's a first draft. I guess maybe I mean, they're supposed to be incognito because in the first episode there's an illusion that not everybody knows who the sky surfers are. Yeah. But see, if they were like all California surfers, like if they really played on the surfer (laughs) element and they were kind of like more like hang 10. All right, dudes, like turtles, um, like the Ninja Turtles. um, I could see that built getting somewhere, you know, if they they went for this like California surfer angle, like they were they were all surfers in Malibu or something. Mm -hmm. And then they were drafted into like, you know military service or something and <laughs> then we've got then we've got something and uh but uh, we just don't if, have anything in its place if i was gonna like make one potential like big change to this show to make it work a little better i would have made the villains be skybound i like, would have ma- yeah i would have I made that- the surfboards uh be able to talk like, uh, like <laughs> <laughs> they each have their own digimon surfboard like uh, you know like maybe like like a a spider rider situation Uh (laughs) uh-huh but i think i think that you know the the bad guys but cybron cybron lives in a a lair that's underwater 
and all the bad guys are not really they don't fly and so to even like put them on equal footing and have the the sky surfers do the sky surfing they have to give them all ships and they can't use their weird powers while they're piloting ships that's a very good point and it's like most of the time they're in like a weird generic apache helicopter yeah (laughs) so like their whole weird concept for all the villains makes it so that when they inevitably clash with the heroes the heroes don't get to do cool things or like nobody they're not all getting to be cool at the same time and right. i feel like i feel like that's that's what's really that's one of the other things that's really missing for me so that's what i would do yeah well it isn't that show but i still had a really good time and as we watch Agreed. uh as we watch sky surfers 1 through 5 in their individual coffins float out to sea and we all prep our our flaming arrows because that's the part that makes it a viking funeral austin not just the floating uh no. <laughs> i think <laughs> I, I, you know, a, a final salute to this show that we spent five weeks watching. Thank you. Before Sky we Surfers. watch Ring Raiders. Yeah. Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> Ring Raiders. That's disrespectful. We're here in the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Sky Surfers isn't even cold yet. It's like making out with your new husband at the funeral of your old one. I did that. <laughs> I love my new husband, Ring Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all of my wonderful effulgent friends, all Ooh. of my dappled, my, su- my, my sun dappled buttercups, all of my sweet, uh, wild, and totally random best buds. Uh, <laughs> we are we are leaving the Wonder well, Emporium. Okay, it's getting so, shut so, down for a health code violation. <laughs> I just want I just want to point out real fast. I'm still that bottle of champagne, so I may not be effulgent. I'm more effluviant. You oh. know, I'm, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, uh, flowing out. You might say. Well, uh, now health officials are pouring you down the drain because <laughs> huge health code violations abound. Our Wonder Emporium is being shut down. Uh, OSHA came in. Uh, major problems when all of the ladders are made of silly string. Um, yeah. And uh, very little structural integrity. A few people died. So uh, we have to definitely cut down the silly funny. random fun. But it was so whimsical while it lasted. Um, we're so <laughs> glad you could have joined us in our in our land of, of imagination and misbelief. <laughs> Ooh, toot, toot, toot. I'm on the fun train. I'm on the fun train out of here. Yeah, we did. We did get to keep the the fun train. (laughs) It's got wings. It's got wings and a bird's beak. (laughs) You can't get us, Osha. (laughs) (laughs) They let us keep the fun train. We turned it into a bird and we're we're getting the fuck away on it. Uh, We're going to fly to Panama. (laughs) Uh, So they still allow Wonder uh, Be like John McAfee. So this this is a mid arc finale. We're not done with sky hunks. Don't even think for a second that we're done with sky hunks. But we are adding new, swapping out hunks. We've got even more airplanes and even more hunks for you guys. This is like a mid air refuel. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and the fuel in this case is Ring Raiders, which is the show that we're going to start watching uh, in two weeks, and we're going to continue watching Robotech. But next week. We got a little special fun time for you, and you're gonna have to wait to hear what that is. And like, uh, like our one, you know, like fan favorite fish police, Sky Surfer, <laughs> or, uh, Ring Raiders only had a couple episodes, so I'm sure it's going to be delightful. Yeah, and we're watching yeah. all of them. We we've budgeted all the time of in the Ring Raiders episodes. We're starting at the beginning, and we are finishing it. We're gonna we're gonna consume the whole of the Ring Raiders. We're gonna start at the bottom and then be here. I'm sorry. I want to take that again. I really didn't like the way that I said consume the whole. 
Is that- I love the way you say Kazooboy. <laughs> if, if Andy's known for one thing around here at Saturday morning Tuesdays, it's consuming the whole. <laughs> I really wish that I hadn't garnered that particular reputation. But <laughs> Oh, uh, here comes the whole boy again. Uh, well, good night, everybody. <laughs> Well, as we got farther away from the uh, the Wonder Emporium, uh, uh, you know, we, we've kind of come down from that high. We've it, lost it's... our whimsy and have forgotten how to joke. <laughs> yeah, you know, we grew up, we left Neverland, and and boy, it is really it's a bummer. But we got to we got to keep doing this podcast, and and we're gonna find the way to soldier on, even though it's gonna be very serious from here on out. Incredibly serious. Well, you know, you can you can soldier on over to our website, sadamtuesdays.com. Uh, which is a great website, which we enjoy. Uh, you can also find more of us on iTunes, where you can leave a great plump five-star review. Um, <laughs> you can also find us on other social platforms. You can go to Twitter, you can go to Facebook, you can go to Instagram. We love it there. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.